0: Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. All right, this morning we are continuing our series at the movies and uh, we've been just taking movies that have come out in the last year or so and just looking at truth because how many of you know all truth comes from where? the Lord, right? It's all his truth. Uh, It's all true. So we're looking at different truths we can have. Today we're going to look at a movie called Bad Guys. And I don't know if you've seen this or not. It is really funny. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was kind of like, I don't know. And then I watched it and I laughed probably harder than the kids did. Uh, But it's, it's a really good movie. But it's about guys who are the bad guys from all the kids. It actually came from a kids book series called Bad Guys. And it's about the bad guys from all the stories trying to become good guys. And um, so it's kind of about that. So I'm going to show you just the trailer real quick here, and then we'll get into it. Because I'm the big bad wolf, the villain of every story. Duh. And this is the crew, Miss Mr. Angela, Mr. Shark, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Snake. Everyone copy? copy. Copy, copy, copy. We're the bad guys. It's crime time, baby. Shark. We need a distraction. Do I get to improvise? Fine, please be subtle. I'm having a baby! Is there a doctor or perhaps several security guards that could leave that post and help me? We're never given a chance to be anything more than criminals. But these are the cards we've been dealt, so we might as well play them. Ah! Ah! Here, let me help you. Are you okay, ma'am? Thank you, dear. You're such a good boy. Wait, what? I'm the bad guy. All good, brother? All good, yeah, yeah you ever wonder what it'd be like if the world wasn't scared of us? Never gonna happen. Guys, we're gonna go good. Did you get hit on the head? The villains have an image problem. You need a makeover. So criminal. Well, there goes our street cred. I'm tired of being an outcast. Maybe I don't want to be a what? A bad guy you're going to have to choose between your friends or the good life they're the only friends i have ever had you have a chance to write your own story what have you got to lose i don't know my dignity yeah well that ship has already sailed so you're a tough guy I like it really well rough that is an animal testing lab with helpless guinea pigs i'll rescue them you've never volunteered for anything Come on, Snake. Open up. Relax. These doors are complicated. Snake. Are you kidding me? We're supposed to save them, not eat them. Well, I'd say they've gone to a better place. I'm not bad side. I'm the bad side. Yeah. I'm the bad guy. So that's kind of the gist of the movie there. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And you guys know this passage by heart, but we're going to look just a little bit deeper at that today. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Paul says, if anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? New person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So guys, we know that as Christians, when we give our lives to Christ, we become new people, Right? Now, are we just a cleaned-up version of the old person, or are we really a new person? Well, inside, we're a new person, right? The Bible calls it going from death to life. So we look the same on the outside, but inside, we're different. We're new. Now, how many of you guys have ever tried to break a habit just on your own? You ever do that? Any of you ever been addicted to caffeine and try to kick that habit? What happens? You get a little cranky, don't you? People say, what is your problem? (laughs) Because you have headaches and all those things. But when we're Christians, when we come to Christ and we ask his forgiveness for our sins, we become new people. And so in this movie, these guys are trying to become good on their own. And they struggle just a little bit with that. Um, And so we know that we have to be transformed. We need God's help if we're going to really be transformed. We can break habits on our own, right? We can do it. We can stop drinking caffeine, we can quit eating sugar, we can do these different things if we want, but to really be transformed into a new person, we need supernatural help to do that. None of us can be good enough to get to heaven on our own, right? We know that we need that help. We know that we are all fallen. So I'm going to read this verse and I'll show you another clip from the movie. Romans chapter 3 verses 22 to 24 says, we're made right with God by placing our faith in Christ, this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has what sinned; everyone has sinned, and we fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty for our sin. So I know this is foundational stuff, right? When you come to Christ, when you give your heart to Jesus, people read this passage. They say, "Look." We've all sinned, every one of us. Every one of us. But sometimes when we've been Christians for a while, we kind of forget that, don't we? We forget that at one point we were there. It becomes really easy to say, well, I was never, I was never as bad as that person. We were probably worse, right? How many of you were good at hiding your sin before you knew Jesus? Everybody thought I was a great person. (laughs) They're like, you're such a good boy. (laughs) You had no idea how bad I really was, inside, because I knew my inside. And sometimes as Christians, it becomes easy for us to forget that but for Jesus, we would all be in the same spot. And so sometimes we have to take a moment to remember that but God moment. If it wasn't for Jesus, I would still be in my sin. If it wasn't for Jesus, I'd still be doing those same things. And I never robbed banks. I'm guessing most of you probably didn't do that. I don't know. I don't know some of the stories. But we were all sinners. We had all fallen short. And so we all need supernatural help to be transformed. So in this movie, they try to be good. There's this guinea pig who's, who's trying to show the world that he can help change people and make them better. So they're trying it on their own. So we'll see a little clip here. Okay, Mr. Snake, I'm going to give you a push pop. Great push pop just for me. No, to share. Why? Well, on a fundamental level, it's about putting someone else's needs ahead of your own. <laughs> oh no, no way. Snake. Ah, uh, all right, all right. This is gonna taste extra sweet because I know how bad you want it. Pop me, please. Uh... 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 Nope. <laughs> Sucker. That's it. I'll ah! teach you to share. Ah! Mm. <gasps> I like sharing. It's yummy. Mm. Totally worth it. Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> on the outside. So you can kill it there. <laughs> it's terrifying. But have you ever been there on your own? Before you came to Jesus, did you ever try to be good enough on your own? It doesn't work. It does. And, and guys, many of us still try to do that. We still try to gain God's approval by being good enough on our own. But to really be transformed, we need help. We have to realize that we are fallen. And guys, and I know I'm, I'm sure most of us in this room, most of us watching, probably have a relationship with Jesus. If you don't, we'll give you that opportunity here. But we have to change. Now, what happens if we want to change something in our lives? Maybe like this morning God was poking something in your life saying, hey, you need to give this up. And it may not be robbing banks. It may not be doing those kind of horrible things, but maybe God's been nudging you about something you need to give up in your life. Maybe it's a hurt you've been holding on to. Maybe it's, maybe it's a, an anger that you've been holding on to. Maybe it's a sin that you're hiding from others that other people don't know about. But the Lord is saying, hey, it's time to give that up. It's time to make room for me to do something new in your life. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have to get to the point... That we want change more than we want the status quo. We have to get to a point where we say, I want change more than I want just normal. And as we go through life, Pastor Kenny preached about this a few weeks ago, we call it sanctification. As we go through life, the Lord starts poking things in us, doesn't he, that never bothered us before. but He says, hey, I I want you to give this up. I want you to be more like me, so I want you to give up. This habit, I want you to give up. This hurt that you've been hanging on to. Maybe someone said something to you that offended you, and you've just held on to that. And he's saying, "I want you to let it go." So we have to get to that point where we say, "Lord, I want you to help me change." And so we have to get to a point where we want change more than we want just the norm. I remember as I was, uh, I was in college, I was in Bible college, and the Lord poked and he said, I want you to give this thing up. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was was a good thing. But he said, I want you to give this up. And I said, why? Why does it matter? Why? Who cares? But he said, I want you to make space for me to do something. And so he may be doing that with some of you this morning, but you have to get to this point where you say, I want change more than I want the norm. And we have to realize that lasting change requires supernatural power. Lasting change requires supernatural power. Well, why would you say that? Well, listen to what Paul says. In Romans chapter 7, verses 18 through 20, Paul says this. This is the apostle Paul who wrote half the New Testament, planted churches all over the world, stared down danger. I mean, he was a bad dude in a good way, right? He was a bad guy, but a good bad guy, right? He was one who was willing to do whatever it took. And he says this, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing it. It's the sin living in me that does it. Can you guys identify with that? Yeah. I know sometimes I, I know I'm going to have a, a meeting. And I say, I'm going to have a really great attitude about this. I'm going to have a great attitude about this. And I still have a bad attitude sometimes. You ever been there? Like, I'm going to be super positive today, and I don't. All right? I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to eat really great today. You know, we're going to a buffet. I'm not going to overeat. And then I still do, right? And we realize that there's a sinful nature inside of us that's always trying to come up. We're new, but that sinful nature is still there. And it's going to be there until we get to heaven. But we need God's help to get through that, Right? And that's what later on Paul says, who can save me from this? And he said, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. We need God's help to overcome that sinful nature in us. We need God's help to work in us. And so we need that. We have to rely on him. So, but then guys, once we start making those changes, we sometimes have to make tough choices to keep it, don't we? Sometimes change Brings tough choices. Sometimes we have to make those hard decisions to maintain that change. Sometimes we have to give up friends. You may have people who've been in your life for a long time. You say, you know, I want to get closer to Jesus. And every time I'm around this person, I do something stupid. Or every time I'm around this person, they take me somewhere that I shouldn't go. And I know I shouldn't go, but I still do it. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe there's Places you say, you know, I just go here to hang out with people, but I realize I, I can't do that. I have to stop that. So guys, there are different things, different times we have to make tough decisions. And that's what in the movie The Wolf, he saves a kitty from a tree. You know, it's a very wolf thing to do. Not really. And so he realizes that he's changing, but his friends aren't. So here's a little clip here. What do you talking? You mean the guys? What do you mean? You have great potential, Wolf, but at some point you're going to have to choose between your friends or the good life. Shame that you have to carry all that baggage. Oh,
1: Who yeah, you, you can cut kind of it here. The it's
0: there. just replaying. Um, so the Wolf had to make a choice. He said, "Do I hang out with my friends I've had forever and try to help them change, or do I move on?" And guys, sometimes in life, sometimes transformation requires a change in situation. Sometimes transformation requires a change in situation. I did not make that rhyme on purpose, but now I say it out loud. It kind of (laughs) does. But guys, for sometimes, for God to get us where he wants us to be, it requires us to change our situation. Maybe it's a lifestyle. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a pattern. I, uh, I read a book. And it's about reaching your community. And there were these two young ladies who lived in Colorado Springs. They lived in a good neighborhood. They had great jobs. They were pretty well off. They were roommates. And they felt like they were supposed to help reach this trailer park in their other side of town. They were trying to reach out to these kids and help them out of some tough situations. And so they would drive over there every week and they would pick kids up, take them to church, do these things. And they said they felt the Lord telling them, I want you to sell your apartment and go buy go rent a, a trailer in this trailer court so you can be where they're at. And so they told their parents and their parents said, absolutely not. You're not. That's a dangerous part of town. You're not moving. Just keep driving over there and doing that. But they said, no, for us to really understand where they're coming from, we have to live in the same situation they are. And so they did. They gave up their lease on their apartment. They moved into uh, this trailer park in this dangerous part of town. And they lived there and they did ministry. And guess what? God started doing some incredible things in families there. They started picking people up and taking them to church. And I think eventually they even got like a campus over there of that church. But God said, I want you to change your situation. Was there anything bad? No. They were doing great things, but he said, I want you to take another step of faith and do that. And sometimes for the Lord to get us where he wants us to be in life, we have to give up things, maybe even good things. Sometimes we have to give up maybe a sport that we're in, God says, I want you to go do something else. Maybe God's telling you to change jobs. I want you to do this. Maybe God's telling you to take a different position in your job so you have other opportunities. Whatever it is. But sometimes it takes situations. You say, well, where is that in the Bible? All over. Do You remember the, a guy named Joseph in the Old Testament? God gave him a dream where he was going to be way up in command and people were going to come bow to him. But for, to get from point A to point B required what? He was sold as a slave. He was falsely accused, ended up in prison, and then God took him through that route. Total change in situation from being dad's favorite kid out of 12 to being in prison. God took him on a different direction. In the New Testament, we see people, Paul, that we talked about earlier. He was way up in the Jewish leadership. He became a Christian, started over at the bottom, became an apostle, ended up where? In prison shipwrecked one time bit by a snake they thought he was a god in human form he had to tell no no i'm just a person uh but so different places like that different things in that moses moses was in a royal family remember he grew up in pharaoh's house he had everything he wanted god said i want you to be my deliverer he ended up as a shepherd in the desert not a glamorous occupation and sometimes you think, oh, that'd be awesome. I don't have to deal with people. Sheep are stupid. And he, I mean, just to say it nicely, they're stupid. They get themselves in horrible situations. You have to be vigilant all the time. And that's what Moses did. And God took him through that to start, help start a nation. So, guys, sometimes God changes our situation. Maybe God has been talking to you about that. I want you to change this situation. I, think, I want you to do something different in life. So sometimes he has to change our situation, and then sometimes he has to change our location. Again, sometimes God says, I want you to change jobs. He says, I want you to move somewhere else. Got the Chesters back. They were here forever and ever, and God took them to Kansas City. Go Chiefs. But (laughs) I say that because she's a Chiefs fan too. But he moved them. Was that easy? No. It's tough. Sometimes God does that. Sometimes God asks you to change jobs. Sometimes he asks you to to maybe give up a sport that you play to be able to do something else. Maybe God is telling you to do whatever that might be, but sometimes he changes us. And guys, again, the longer we're Christians, the longer we follow Jesus, sometimes we get a little rigid, don't we? God, don't tell me to change. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I want to stay. I want to do this. Sometimes destiny requires a change in location. And then sometimes... Transformation requires a change in outlook. Sometimes we have to change the way we see things. Sometimes we have to change the way we see ourselves. Guys, sometimes it is so easy for us to get caught up in what other people say about us. And we look at ourselves differently because of that. Sometimes we look at other people and the Lord wants us to look at them differently differently. So again, in the movie, they said, we want to be good guys. We want to change into people who are good, but we have to change the way people what? See us. And so that's why they wore the little teddy bear costumes you saw. Didn't work, but they tried. But guys, sometimes we have to change the way that we see ourselves. And so in the New Testament, Jesus told a story, and we repeat it all the time. We talk about it all the time. We call it the prodigal son. Remember, there was a story about two sons... Their dad was well off. He, was, uh, he owned property. And the one son said, Dad, I want my inheritance now. Basically saying, uh, I'm treating you as if you're dead. So his dad sold things, split the inheritance, and gave that kid all that money. And remember what he did? He ran off and he wasted it. The Bible says he, he wasted it in wild living. We don't know exactly what that means. But then he went broke and ended up working for a farmer feeding pigs, which for a Jewish guy is a horrible thing. It's the lowest of the low. Pigs don't smell that great. And he was feeding pigs, which were an unclean animal for him. And eventually he came back, right? He came back to his dad, and his dad welcomed him back. He threw a party for him. But do you remember the other brother? The other brother welcomed him back with open arms, right? No. He got mad. He threw a tantrum. He wouldn't even go into the party. He said, Dad, I've been here the whole time serving you, and you never even give me a goat to celebrate with my friends. Why? Why? Why?" He saw himself as someone who deserved good things in life because he acted good. And sometimes some of us get that way, don't we? We run into a hardship and what do we say? God, why? Why me? We almost feel like God owes us a good life because we're good. But really, what does God owe us? Nothing. But he gives us so much mercy and he gives us grace and so sometimes we have to change the way either we look at ourselves or the way we look at life. I want to read you a couple of verses here. If we want to change, and guys, some of us have been told our entire lives that we're worthless. Some of you have had people tell you over and over again, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be worth anything. Um, sometimes people will tell you, you know, you're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're never going to succeed. You're never going to do so. Just live this way. And sometimes even well-meaning people tell us these things, don't they? Has God ever given you a dream and you tell your friends and they say, that's never going to happen. You ever been there? Why? Because they want to keep you there with them. They want to keep you at the same level. Listen to what the Bible says. Ephesians 2.10 says, we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He cares for us. He has a plan for us, Right? Ephesians 1, 4, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. He cares for you. He loves you. He wants you to see yourself the way he sees you. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8, he is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. Ephesians 4, 21. Since you've heard about Christ and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, but instead let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. (laughs) Guys, that's what God says about you. That's what Jesus says about you. He says that you're worth it. And so we have to start seeing ourselves through that. Sometimes to get to where God wants us, we have to have that confidence in him. And it comes by changing our outlook, by changing the way we look at ourselves. And then lastly, we're called to help others. Once we get into that transformation process, and while we're changing to be more like Jesus, we're called to help others get there too. What was one of the last things Jesus did when he was on earth? He gave us what we call the Great Commission, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, right? We're called to help others. So guys, as you're changing, as God is working on you, he's going to bring people into your life that you can help along that path. And so we're called to help others. So there's a scene here where uh, they kind of had a falling out and they realized that they want to help others in that process. Where is everything? No, 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 no. It's all gone. Let the skies close it. Where's my things? Wolf gave away all our loot. We stole it fair and square. Now I understand what it feels like to have things stolen from you. I don't like it. I really don't like it. We can use to buy food, no food. We can sell for money. <gasps> All right, okay, okay. Here, here. Take it. Oh. Now stop crying, buddy. Oh. Um snake? What did you just do? What? My friend was sad. And I was just cheering him up. You you did a good thing. For me. Don't be ridiculous. I just Put your needs before my own. Yeah, you're being good. I'm not. I was simply making a sacrifice so Shark could be happy. That is the actual definition of being good. Snake, you, the worst one of us. The most selfish. Spiteful. Terrible. Sneaky. Dishonest. dishonest insistent. Manipulative. Snake-like. thank you. And your point is? I think Wolf was right. Maybe we could be more than just scary villains. Oh, wow. Is this, is this wagging? We're we're wagging. No, 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 no. We'll always be bad guys. So it takes the Lord's power, but we can help others in that. So guys, like we said, we're charged with helping others become disciples. Let me tell you, one of the greatest things in life, one of the most fulfilling things is seeing someone else grow in their relationship with Christ. One of the greatest things you can do is help somebody else become more like Jesus because that helps us as well, right? It helps us with that transition, that transformation in our lives. And we realize that making disciples helps maintain our personal growth and our transformation. There are so many opportunities to serve in a local church, there's so many opportunities to serve others, and that helps us grow as well. You can jump in and you can help in youth, you can help in kids, you can help in women's ministry, you can help in women's encounter, men's encounter, all these different things that we have, we do. And why do we do that? Because we want to help others grow as well. And helping somebody else grow helps us grow. One of the things we do in the Honorbound Motorcycle Ministry, we were there this last weekend, is helping guys become more like Jesus. They had, um, there was a couple there this weekend that uh, they'd come into the church and like he was a bartender and I think she might've been a bartender as well or something. And they met some of the guys from the church and they said, man, we would love to ride a motorcycle. We'd love to get plugged in. And one of the guys was actually gonna give them his motorcycle. Like he was signing the title and one of the guys said, wait, 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 let's just take an offering. (laughs) And so they took an offering among themselves and they bought this dude a motorcycle. And they got him in, and while we were there, they patched them into Honor Bound. And they were up there crying, and they said, you know, we were so excited to make this transformation in our lives, and they were growing. And so we became Facebook friends with them, and it's been really cool. Like, God gave them another job, so they didn't have to be in that atmosphere they were trying to come out of. Like, it was fun. He rode his motorcycle on that trip with us through the mountains, and he was a little nervous, but he did really well. But he said, I'm excited to take this journey, and they were taking that journey with them. They were a married couple, and they were helping them both grow and that helps us as well and then we find joy we find joy when we serve others as you give out give out and help others find that transformation you found you become more joyful as well again when you get plugged in and you start serving you start doing ministry it's one of the greatest joys you'll find it's fun it's work but it's fun And guys, there's tons of opportunities you have to help others. Jesus will send people and you say, Lord, would you help me find somebody to serve? Guess what he's going to do? He's going to send people into your path. Sometimes, whether you like it or not, you're going to bump into people. And you're going to have opportunities to help them find this joy that you found. So I'm going to ask the worship team if they would come up this morning. If you're physically able, would you stand with us this morning? If you're watching online, maybe change position or something, Just we're going to pray. And I don't know what God has been speaking to you this morning through through the worship time, through the message. But maybe God is speaking to you about making change in your life. Maybe you're here and you've never asked Christ to forgive your sins. You've never taken that step, but you want to do that for real. Or maybe you did that a long time ago and you walked away from it and... You want to make that recommitment. We're going to give you the opportunity here in a moment. Maybe you're saying, you know, I've, I'm have i trying. I've been trying to be good enough. I've been trying to do this on my own, but I realize I need God's help. There's a change in my life I want to make, and I, I need God's help to do that. Or, or maybe you're here and you're saying, no, I, I know I'm being transformed, but there's a really tough decision I'm going to have to make. Maybe a change in location, maybe a change in my situation, or... My outlook. I need to look at myself the way Jesus sees me. Or Maybe you're just here and you say, you know what? I'm transforming. I want to help others in that. So every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, right now, we just ask that you would speak to each and every one of us. I know you've been speaking to people. Lord, would you make that personal in our lives today. Would you help us to make those changes? If you're here today, you say, you know, I've never asked Jesus to forgive my sins, but I want to make that commitment today. Would you slip your hand up right where you're at? I've heard today, day say, you know, Pastor, God is speaking to me about a change I need to make in my life. He, I need help with this transformation in my life. Would you just raise your hand? We just want to pray with you this morning. If there's something I want to change. Yeah. God's speaking to me about a change. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what? I've got a tough decision I need to make. Maybe I need to, there's a relationship I need to, to change. Maybe there's a situation in my life I need to change, or I just need to see myself the way God sees me. Would you just raise your hand? We want to pray with you this morning. And then lastly, you know, I just want to help somebody else. I want God to send someone into my path that I can help along that journey. Would you raise your hand? We're going to pray. Yeah. I'm going to pray this morning. When I'm done, we're going to sing a song. You're welcome to come up to the front. Someone will meet you up here if you want someone to pray with you. If you have a need, someone will meet you up here and pray with you as well. But, Lord, right now, I pray for all those that raise their hands. Lord, I pray for those who said, I need help. There's a transformation. And I need a change in my life. and I need your help. Lord, would you give them the strength and the power to do that? Lord, would you work in their lives and make them more like you? Lord, would you bring others along to help them through that journey as well? Lord, for those who said, I need to make a choice. Maybe I need to change something in my life, or or maybe I just need to change the way that I see myself. Others have told me that I'm always going to be the bad person. Others have told me I'm never going to be able to change. But Lord, help them to see that you love them so much and to see themselves as you see them. And Lord, there's some here to say, I want to help somebody else. Lord, would you send people into their path that they can help grow in this relationship? Lord, would you help us today to be changed? In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to close out with a song. Welcome to come up to the front. Someone will meet you up here and pray with you this morning.